singer with KTLF Radio, another podcast with one of our much-beloved partner ministries, Operation Christmas Jobs. And wait a minute, Christmas? Yeah, because it's a whole year-round ministry really going on. And so I have Amanda with Operation Christmas Child. We're going to do a little bit of a, a, a follow-up here and find out, okay, tis the season now with Operation Christmas Child to see what's going on with a, a much-beloved ministry that is making a crazy enormous difference around the world. Thank you so much for joining me again, Amanda. My pleasure. I am happy to be here. And we did have such a fantastic season at the end of National Collection Week in November. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, we start right over again in January because it takes us a whole year to get to that November Collection Week. (laughs) There's a lot of steps Mm -hmm. leading from January to November. Exactly. So what can you tell us about? We had some wonderful remotes and things here with, with this season of Operation Christmas Child and even during Collection Week. What can you tell us about how uh, the Colorado Springs area, for example, is uh, representing, or even our, our listening area, too, if you heard from anybody outside of here specifically, you know, since we're on so much of Colorado, covers so much of the state. We will know a lot more in the coming weeks as far as the entire nation, but here right. locally, and this is the Colorado Springs team, so we actually have two teams that are in El Paso County. One is pretty much the east side of I-25 out Mm -hmm. to some of the more rural areas. And then we have the Pikes Peak team, which goes predominantly from I-25 west. Um, But just the Colorado Springs team boxes that came in, we had over 16,000, almost 16,700 shoe boxes come in just to our area from all different churches, organizations, and hundreds of individuals and families. So that is just an amazing number. We filled almost four full semis and sent those on their way to processing center. So that is not just almost 17,000 children, because we know every single box shares the gospel with five to seven people. Mm -hmm. I mean, the ministry that this does is phenomenal. We're sharing the gospel with 100,000 people just from our local area over the next year. So one box represents a ripple effect into the lives of five to seven people. Exactly. Because the children aren't the only ones that hear the message. They have families. They have friends. Right. They have neighbors. And they share the box. They share the greatest gift, which is the booklet they get with them. And then they go talk. And so we have learned over the years that five to seven people per box hear the gospel by the time it's done. That's amazing. So you take the, you said 16,700, that's like 83,500. Um, exactly. Just from El Paso County, just from the just from area. the Colorado Springs team, Pikes Isn't Peak team amazing? collected, I believe, in the neighborhood of another five thousand shoe boxes. So you put that all together, that is an amazing impact globally. That's incredible. So everybody that's listening right now, when they pack one shoe box, they're really reaching five to seven people. Exactly. <laughs> and how often do you get to do that? No kidding. Individually, like go and tell the gospel to five, six, seven people. Yeah. And then I know with the boxes, for example, they may have a sibling, you know, that um, that was not included in that count Absolutely. of people or there weren't enough boxes or there may be. We try to avoid that one. <laughs> that, 
Right, exactly. Big time. And the, or you may have the, the situation where something in the box is uh, more so that the child wants to gift their parent. So that, that overflow just from the contents of the box, as well as the, the spiritual dynamic of it, of the goodness of God showing up through a shoebox. Absolutely. And those boxes, they basically just started their journey in November. And they yes. have such an amazing journey to go on to get to the end. So all of those boxes came into a drop-off location. We had 10 different ones just in the local area uh, with another few in the Pikes Peak team. And so those drop-offs then all came together to our central drop-off. We put them on us. We put them in cartons. We put each box in cartons, prayed over those cartons, loaded them on semi-trucks, those in our area went to the Denver processing. There were eight different processing centers across the nation this last year. Um, six of them are more permanent. Some of them only open for the season, but we have a permanent one here in Denver, Colorado. And so our boxes went north mm-hmm. and they were processed. And what that means is each box has to be individually inspected. Uh-huh. And the purpose of that inspection is to make sure that everything in that box is going to be able to be safely delivered. Right. So every so often, a donor may put in a liquid, food, something that we are not allowed to send. And so Mm -hmm. that's what they're doing during processing is making sure these boxes are ready to go to a child. Right. When they do that, they get put back into the same cartons, loaded back onto either trucks or containers, depending on where they're headed. The benefit is now we can scan each box because each box has a little code. When you put your labels on, you're probably noticing over the years they've changed. They didn't used to have any type of scannable mark on them. The QR code kind of. Yes. And we went through barcodes for a couple of years and now we're Mm -hmm. to the QRC codes. Those QR codes get scanned. The carton gets scanned. Even the truck gets scanned. And (laughs) that's what allows people to start finding out where their box went. So if you donated your money to ship the ten dollars and did that online you can just type in on the box lookup tool and find out where your box went we already know where those boxes are headed that's so cool so that's a really neat thing that you can be doing right now but also those boxes are on their way and often because we call it operation christmas child there's a little bit of confusion that the kids are receiving them for christmas Mm mm-hmm That can happen, but that's probably the anomaly. These boxes have to go through so many journeys to get to the children. Mm -hmm. The easy ones would be ones they go on a truck and they drive. Mm -hmm. Colorado, we send a lot of our boxes south because Mm -hmm. we're the closest. So we're sending those south down the interstates, down into the countries below us. But a lot of them have to go via ocean travel. They're going to put on containers and the containers go on a ship. So those have a very long journey just to get to a port. Mm-hmm. And then they have to go through customs. And then they start distributing them inside the countries. But a lot of the children, they don't live in a place that's easily accessible through mm-hmm. well-traveled roads. They may be in a mountain area. They may be on an island. They can be in just a really difficult jungle area. So these boxes are going to go obviously via ship, plane. They may be train. But they could end up being camel, mm-hmm. snowmobile. In some cases, they're literally carried on people's backs mm-hmm. up the side of a mountain. So when they finally get to the children, that's when everything gets going. So they're going to have a 
distribution event. They're going to invite a local church gets the privilege to invite children from their community. And that's what this ministry is all about. Mm-hmm. We're not sending a bunch of Americans to go distribute these boxes. We're working with the local churches in every community that we go to. I think that is so significant, too. It really is, because they're going to be there after the distribution. Right. That And that's really just one part of it, too. That And that's a big part of the significance of it. How do they, how do they select... How does that work as far as the children that receive boxes? Do people, do they give people an opportunity to like, you know, submit their name or something? Mm, Or does this happen through the the church? It's the local church. church. And the local church is going out into their community. They may be going door to door. They may be literally going out to the streets and inviting children. They're not all living in homes. They may be going to an orphanage and doing a distribution at an orphanage with the local church. There's Mm -hmm. lots of different ways, but everyone, it doesn't matter what their background is. It doesn't matter if they've ever seen a church. It Mm -hmm. does not matter. They are inviting every child they can find to come to a distribution event because they want them to hear the gospel. Right. So they can be from anywhere. Right. And that is key to this ministry. Like you said, they can go door to door. They can. And that's because I I wasn't sure how, you know, the children, how the children are selected. And they're not selected. God does that work. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, as far as that, that they're able to connect a child with the box. Exactly. They invite them to an event. Mm -hmm. They don't tell them that there's going to be a gift. They want them to just come. Yeah. The gift is a surprise. That's all That's part so cool. of the message. Because if yeah. you've never received a gift, that concept is really foreign. Yep. And you're not going to be receptive to hearing about the greatest gift if you've never even had one. Right. So as they're sharing this message of who Jesus is, why he gave them a gift and what that gift is, they don't often even know that there's a shoebox there. Right. Because the gospel, we don't want anyone to think the way I get a gift is I accept. Right. We want them to let the Lord touch their heart right. and they hear the message. The gift, that is to help them understand what that means. Right. Also, to show them they matter. Exactly. It makes a it very A lot of kids personal. don't feel that way when they're living in poverty. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So and it, because for so many children, that's the first gift they've ever seen. Exactly. So it really seals. Yes, they, those children matter to their family. They matter to their friends. But it's just it just seems to kind of give it a megaphone on their value. Exactly. And even if all of those things are sh- telling them they don't matter, you know, a lot of these children are orphans. Yeah. A lot of these children aren't growing up in safe homes. They may not feel that there is anyone on planet Earth that they are valuable to, but it's Mm. sharing that, no, you are valuable. Your heavenly father adores you Mm. so much. So here's a tangible thing that you can feel, touch and see. Oh, and when you bring up the orphanages, that it's got to be that much bigger Mm -hmm. of a deal for a child in an orphanage. Absolutely. And you know, as you're talking, Amanda, I was thinking because when you put a box together, be that online or otherwise, you know, tangible box, that you're invited, people are invited, you listening right now, you're invited to include a photo of yourself or your family and a note if you'd like. And I think it even gives... Again, bringing it back to the children in the orphanages, the children being given a message to have faces 
to Absolutely. put to those gifts that it's like you matter to these people or exactly. this person here. So I think it even gives more um, um significance to Agreed. a picture being included. Oh, absolutely. And often that is the treasured possession. The picture of people that never met me. Yeah. They did this because God loved them. That concept, they can just stare into your eyes and they're literally seeing their heavenly father's love. It's an amazing opportunity. Mm. But you know, even children that have parents, all of that what their society, what their circumstances are telling them is that they are unloved. They are not of value. And yeah. one of the stories I wanted to share was of a young girl in the Philippines. And she, her name was Sela, And she received in her shoebox a kite, which I have to say, that had to be a very interesting, flexible, um, compactable kite. because In a shoebox. In a shoebox. I know. But, but you know. Who doesn't love kites? There's some amazing kites. <laughs> and she, that was the item that just meant so much to her was oh. that kite. And I apologize. I don't actually know she's in the Philippines, but she's in Central Asia. Mm-hmm. I have another story from the Philippines. But when she got this kite, she was on the upper end of our uh, distribution ages. So she was in her teen years, so 13 or 14 when she got her box. But her family circumstances was she was born and raised initially in a very traditional family, but her parents divorced. Mm. Because her parents divorced, her mom had to go work abroad. So she was living with an aunt and she really just didn't feel very loved. To her, she really didn't have a family. But receiving that box and meeting God immediately, she even said, I think that I immediately accepted Jesus into my heart. It happened very quickly. I didn't have any doubts. And I started going to church every week. Hmm. As she got to know her Savior, she also got to know the people of the church. And the way she described it is the church became her home. I was just going to say, it, mm-hmm. she found a home. She found a home yeah. and a second family. And she oh. could come to the church, ask for help, talk to someone, make friends. And she found a lot of good new friends in church. So not only did she you know, meet her savior, she also got what she was missing, a family yeah. that was there and there for her. So she was invited a year later to be trained in teaching the greatest journey. <laughs> so as, as a teenager, as still. a teenager, that's so and cool. so she started teaching other kids what she had learned. And one of the girls that came to her class, or one of the first ones, her name was Rayana, and Rayana was very special to her, even though she didn't look special. She was a very meek, obedient child, and it kind of reminded her of herself. Herself, yeah. And she, Rihanna, went through all 12 lessons. She received her own copy of the Bible at graduation. And when the course ended, though, she didn't see Rihanna for a while. However, um, Sela, she interned at a public school in the area, and guess who was in her first class? Rihanna. She hadn't seen her in a long time. (laughs) And that connection was just amazing. Like God orchestrates all of this over time. Now, this is a story that's been building for years because Selah is now 22. She's a mom. She has her own children. And she just looks back to 
her whole story of transformation began when someone prayerfully packed a kite in a shoebox. And you look at just how many lives have been touched. She's now raising her own children to know the Lord. Like that whole cycle has been broken. (laughs) Exactly. So there's so many opportunities behind every single shoebox. We get just a handful of stories, but there are so many of them. Every box has a story. We may not hear them. I would never thought to pack. I love kites. I would have never thought to pack a kite, and that was probably a very that would be a micro kite, micro kite. Yeah, that too. (laughs) But you know, here in windy Colorado, we can relate. (laughs) Kites are wonderful toys. Yeah, well, a wonderful toy, maybe transportation. The way the wind is blowing here sometimes. Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's instead of a jet pack. It's like, well, until I get a jet pack, this kite will do. I'm being silly, but and that's the discipleship and multiplication. So we start. So cool. We start with a shoebox, but it's complete journey goes and that's why those are the key words we talk about evangelism discipleship and multiplication and that's exactly what happened with sayla she heard the gospel mm-hmm. through her box through the distribution and that's what a great what, name she has sayla exactly you know. spelled a little different but right, yes but still pronounced the same but then it goes beyond there she went through discipleship mm-hmm. that's through the greatest journey where they're going through and learning what does it mean to walk with the Lord. Then multiplication, it doesn't stop there. They continue to share that with others. And in some cases, they come back and they're even teachers of the greatest journey. They're the next generation that's sharing the gospel, inviting the kids from their community because they still live in their community. And the significant multiplication of her friendship with Rihanna. I mean, do you know they're probably still friends? I would imagine. I would imagine because she you know, Rihanna has now found a mentor. Right. So just like and Sayla did when she, she was younger. she was so younger. impacted by Operation Christmas Child. So you got it. The multiplication goes multiple directions too. And that's what's going on right now are those distribution events. And they will go on for months because this journey that the boxes have to go through. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were a few boxes, I'm sure, a few distribution events that actually happened in December. Mm-hmm. As soon as the boxes start coming to processing, the day before Thanksgiving, they started processing boxes, putting them on trucks and sending them on their journey. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them have a long way to go. Sometimes these boxes are going into places that it's going to take customs two months to mm-hmm. allow them into their country. So distributions happen Throughout the year, we collected them all in 2023, mm-hmm. but they are on their way. Mm-hmm. They are finishing. They have finished processing in most of the locations mm-hmm. by now. Um, one thing, though, that hasn't happened, we talked a little bit about in the past, was build a box. So you can build a shoebox online. Mm, it's a great Any time of the year. You can build one now. So if you missed getting to pack a shoebox during our November collection, no problem. You can hop online right now. And build a box. There are a lot of people around the nation that they spread and budget packing shoe boxes throughout the year. They may, the first of every month, they pack a shoe box online. By the time they're done, end of the year, they've packed 12 shoe boxes. That's so cool. Now, those are almost like an order mm-hmm. because you not only choose the items that go into your shoe box, and it's your shoe box at this point because you can write a letter. You can upload a photo. You make exactly the box for the child that the Lord is leading you to build. Mm-hmm. But those, I'll call them orders, have to be built. Mm-hmm. And that takes an army of volunteers. 
So after processing happens, where all the packed shoe boxes are processed, then they open up one of the processing centers to start building boxes. And this year, that is happening in Illinois, in the Aurora, Illinois, outside the Chicagoland area. That's where it's happening. You can even volunteer to travel up there. Uh, They are starting to pack, I believe, January 23rd, and they'll go through mid-February to pack all the boxes that have been um, ordered online. online. How do they decide where they're going to be packed? And and I'm guessing Illinois is probably one of the main permanent processes. It is one of them. Uh, Last year, they packed them in the North Carolina, Boone, North Carolina Uh location. And this year, they're doing it in Chicago. And it could be for a whole host of reasons. They have to order a lot of materials. And anytime you order materials, shipping cost matters. Okay. So it could be for distribution so that, reasons, okay. it could be for ordering reasons, or it could be for volunteer reasons. Okay. Maybe they've got some fantastic That's volunteers. That's what I wondered. Maybe they had a, a bigger show up of volunteers, you know, people to... And you people can, can come in from anywhere. I can, answer, I can ask you any question and you can answer it. I love that. I mean, every Well, we'll thing. hope. <laughs> what, what ink do they use? Blue or black ink at most of the pens at any... <laughs> I'm being... Of course, well, silly. I, I can probably answer that one, but it's a funny reason. <laughs> um, Operation Christmas Child, get, we, we order pens and they, they have been making them in black. So we probably are all using black oh. pens, but it's only <laughs> okay. because that's what the OCC pens are. <laughs> but I'm, one day you're going to stump me. <laughs> but they're packing, literally packing all of these Build-A-Box online. Okay. For a so month. now's a good time, of course, to yeah. To, you can sneak one online. in. Still. So typically, the box building goes on from January twenty fourth. You said is when it starts. This year, they're starting the twenty third, but generally, I can say mid January to mid February, they are building boxes. Any year, they do it at that time. Exactly, and right. as more boxes get ordered, yeah. then that is probably going to grow. Right now, we're only building boxes in one location. We would love to see it probably be happening multiple places because that means there's that many shoe boxes getting built. And what's so important about Build-A-Box boxes, the ones that come in online, mm-hmm. we can send those anywhere. Those can go into hard-to-reach locations yeah. all over the globe. Yes. Because, and the reason is very important, a lot of countries that are more closed to the gospel, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of cultural facts about those locations, and we have to be extremely sensitive. Serpentine-wise and dove-harmless. We've got to be careful, and we don't want ever to offend someone culturally trying to share the gospel. So, for example, we will not be sending Barbies. Snakes are out. There's just different things for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And these boxes, they're still fantastic. We're packing dolls and soccer balls, and a washcloth, and a toothbrush, school supplies. We are still sending all the very important things that tell a child you are of value. And it's such a, it's, I've done the the Build-A-Box online before. It is so much fun to do. And that's another thing. It's a built-in safety, safety net here because when you build a box online, you aren't going to take, you don't risk putting a wrong item in the box because Absolutely. it's all it's all set up like a catalog kind of thing. You got the wow 
the wow gift. Exactly. And then the, the educational gift, you pick one one wow gift and then a couple from the other categories. School supplies, hygiene, yeah. toys, exactly. So you don't even risk that, that you're, you're wasting any money or you, you don't risk putting the wrong thing in a box. These and you're boxes, never wasting anything. Even if right. you're packing a box and you deliver it and you go, oh dear, I put a Barbie. Just fine. Yeah. It's just those boxes are going to go into places and countries where that's acceptable and we're right. not causing an issue. We just won't send those boxes. We'll send Build-A-Box boxes into those harder-to-reach communities that may have some cultural sensitivities we need to be more careful about. And that's, you know, for, for someone that maybe that it's it, they're impassioned about going into the harder-to-reach places, that building a box online is foolproof. I mean, exactly. that's kind of like, yeah, that's that's how you can do it. And it really comes in handy for people, for example, that maybe their their finances, their piggy bank, their budget wasn't such that they could do a regular box or mobility might be an issue, any of those kind of things. Or they're just too busy to go shopping. Exactly. We have lots of professionals that say, I'm in an airport every week. But I can hop online on my phone and go build a box and literally be a missionary. How fun. And two, once again, just re-highlighting the fact that going into hard to reach places. And it it is so much fun to do and so simple. It's so user friendly, too. It is. So I still remember it. It was an absolutely delightful experience. So the building a box online is nothing to be sneezed at. It has a particular assignment and a mission, too. Exactly. And I can't wait. I haven't heard the numbers yet, but I can't wait to find out how many Build-A-Box orders came from our community this past year. Oh, yeah. I'll get that information and hopefully be able For to share it. For the next time it. we meet. Exactly. That'd be great. Do they see, are they seeing a, an increase annually yes. in the Build-A-Box online Absolutely. Too, where it's becoming more and more popular because people are becoming more and more aware of it. Exactly. And a yeah. lot of people, they're doing it in addition. I know a lot of families, they pack physical boxes. And they add a few more through Build-A-Box because they love that opportunity to mm. get into hard-to-reach areas. Okay, you need, we've talked about it now. There are people listening to this podcast right now that's like, I want to build a box. Where, what, what, what do I do? Would Absolutely. You please, would you please direct them? <laughs> Very easy. That is going to be on the Samaritan Purse website. So www.samaritanpurse.org. And you will see a link front page. If not, just click on the little drop down for what we do, and you'll see Operation Christmas Child, and you can build a shoebox online. Oh, that's awesome. couple of clicks. But also for those who are listening in the area, we are right now building our 2024 Colorado Springs Pikes Peak area teams. Mm-hmm. Because as you mentioned, though it's called Operation Christmas Child, this is a year-round ministry, and it mm-hmm. takes the whole year to get those boxes to where they need to go. So right now, January, February, we are building our team for the next year. And we have we have volunteer opportunities in areas of church relations, working with the local churches, building project leaders, finding out who wants to do this project for 2024 in our local area. We do the same thing with community organizations. Mm-hmm. So this could be scouting troops, companies, any type of community organization. So that's our community relations team. Likewise, we have logistics. All those drop-offs that you brought your shoeboxes to, mm-hmm. we build those as well. So we might have areas of Colorado Springs, El Paso County that don't have a drop-off location convenient. We would like one. If you are interested in that, you feel your church 
should be participating in this. This is the time. And again, you can go on to SamaritansPurse.org and under join us volunteering, Mm -hmm. you can submit your information and it will go to the correct team and we will be reaching out to you to get you involved as well. And that how that's how people can find out what positions, what volunteering positions and opportunities exactly. are available. And you do kind of an interest, a very simple form, who you are, what you're interested in. And then our local team reaches out and finds out more about you, your giftings, your mm-hmm. interest areas to nice. make sure we figure out what is the right spot for you. Because yeah. there is a way everyone can participate. Some people do year round. Some people do just building boxes. Some people, and I say just with air quotes, there is no just in ministry. Exactly. There are prayer warriors. We have a prayer team that year round prays for the boxes, the children, the pastors, the national leadership team in every Mm. country, the area teams in the giving countries. And that prayer team it's the basis of everything we do. And so you might be interested in joining the prayer team. Wow, there's so many opportunities. Exactly that. I'm thinking here in our last minute mm-hmm. of I'd never been to a shoebox party. And we did one this, last year. Yes, and you it did. Was so much fun to see tons of children with tons of adults. And they, I was blown away because they had a prayer team on site. Absolutely. So it's like everything is surrounded and shielded with prayer there. It is. In this last minute, and more like 45 seconds perhaps, uh, would you mind directing people again to build a shoebox mm-hmm. and or volunteer? Absolutely. www.samaritanspurse.org. And there's a very simple website up at the top. If you want to contribute, you can see what we do. And if you'd like to join, there's the volunteer area and all you're going to do is click on one of those and you'll find all the information under operation christmas child we also want to thank ktlf this was an amazing year as ktlf supported as a partner not only sharing the information Mm -hmm. on the radio but also partnering even in live events so the packing party that was hosted at chick-fil-a down near the citadel mall that was a fantastic event and we got so many brand new shoeboxes. Lots of people that didn't even know about the ministry came and packed a shoebox when they showed up for dinner. It was a wonderful evening. Oh, it was a delightful evening too. Thank you so much, Amanda. Looking forward to the next podcast already with this incredible Operation Christmas Child. Big deal. Wonderful ministry. So thank you again for My sharing pleasure. so much good stuff. God bless you and well, Operation Christmas Child on Samaritan's Purse and you, our listening friend, We'll be back at another time with, well, Amanda, she's the spokes queen for Operation Christmas Child. And thank you again for listening in. God bless you.